Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Hill 70 Quantock Ranch, where the horse to ride for your next bull purchase. 6th of February of 2021. Agriculture is Saskatchewan. And 620 CKRM is your source for everything ag. Welcome to our newly expanded Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Here's your host, Jim Smalley. Good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. It's brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And also brought to you by Assiniboia Livestock for the most reliable and dependable way to market your livestock. Well, today we have the latest provincial announcement to provide $7.5 million for livestock research and development this coming year. It's announced every year about this time. We also have a feature interview on a new high-tech lab at the University of Saskatchewan's Global Institute for Food Security and how it will help increase farm production. Real Agriculture has a discussion with the chief economist at BMO, Doug Porter, about economic issues. We have a panel discussion from yesterday's online Saskatchewan Beef Industry Conference. And Federal Agriculture Minister Marie-Claude Bebeau suggests farmers discuss mental health and stress on the farm. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain. Helping growers contract any type of grain, call 1-800-324-7778. The Saskatchewan government has announced $7.5 million in federal-provincial funds for livestock research in 2021. The executive director of research for the Ministry of Agriculture, Sean Gibson, says the funding includes more than $4 million for 24 livestock and forage-related research projects. There's one appliance in your home you don't want to think about. It's the furnace. Because if you're thinking about it, you don't have heat. That's when you need to call Bronco Plumbing and Heating, a Sask Energy Network member. Right now, you could receive a rebate of up to $650 on a high-efficiency natural gas Bryant furnace. Stay warm. Save money with a Bryant high-efficiency furnace. Bryant, whatever it takes, and Bronco Plumbing and Heating. Call 781-2090. They'll treat you. Afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates Visit harvardwestern.com. Brought to you by Assiniboia Livestock for the most reliable and dependable way to market your livestock. Today we look at the provincial announcement for $7.5 million for livestock research. Feature interview on a high-tech lab at the U of S. Real Agriculture looks at the economic issues. Agriculture Minister Marie-Claude Bebeau suggests farmers discuss mental health and stress on the farm. The farm weather at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. So as we mentioned, the Saskatchewan government has announced $7.5 million in federal provincial funds for livestock research in 2021. 
The executive director of research for the Ministry of Agriculture, Sean Gibson, explains. For livestock research today, uh, the Minister Merritt announced $7.5 million in funding for livestock and forage-related research through the Saskatchewan Agriculture Development Fund. Tell me a little bit about some of the projects. What are some of the ideas being looked okay. at? Yeah, absolutely. So there were there were three there were three ones that the, the minister highlighted that are particularly interesting. One's uh, one's led by Carrie Finley out of the University of Regina, and it's looking at remo- how removing sulfates from agricultural ponds improves cattle health. There's a second one by Dr. Murray Jelinski out at um, in the University of Saskatchewan, and looking at watering bowls to study antimicrobial resistance. And then the third one is, at, again, at the University of Saskatchewan, Kathy Larson's leading a project that's going to examine how cow-calf producers are using production and financial data to make management decisions on their operations. So pretty neat, pretty neat and impactful work. Just how important is it to have research funds put into livestock? Well, it's, it's pretty important. The livestock is a very, it's a very diverse industry with a lot of different species and a lot of complex industry practices. Like no, no herd's the same. So we need research to help continue to make Saskatchewan producers profitable and productive while increasing the competitiveness of our livestock industry. How does this support compare with, say, last year? It's pretty equivalent. We do our, we, we do our best to ensure that, that support remains fairly equivalent year over year. So this year we've this year we've committed seven and a half million dollars to twenty six projects. Last year it was eight point one million for twenty eight projects. So it's fairly equivalent. And then a year before that it was five point five million for thirty four projects. So it it kind of ebbs and flows with with uh, what we have committed in prior years. But it's consistent. I understand you also have some partners, some you know farm organizations that get involved with this research too. Tell me about that. Correct. Yes, we we uh, really value the work of the, of the livestock industry, and they they partner with us to help us to give us some great advice about industry priorities, and they also make contributions. So this year we we partnered with five organizations: the Saskatchewan Cattlemen's Association, the Saskatchewan Forage Seed Development Commission, Sask Milk, the Saskatchewan Alfalfa Seed Producers Development Commission, and then Alberta Milk. They're they're partners in some of the projects, in nine of the projects, and they're providing a, some funding to go along with our funding. I understand it's like a little over $300,000. That's correct, 320. Tell me about the uh, again what you see as the key reason behind doing these projects. It's a couple dozen projects that are done every year. Yeah, it's again the importance of research and and really the the knowledge, technology and techniques that we gain through research. They they really help our producers meet the the Saskatchewan growth plan objectives of increasing livestock cash receipts to 3 billion and our value-added revenue to $10 billion. Research is a, is a component that leads into new practices that producers can use. So a good example was that one about the, the three projects that I talked about with Carrie Finley, Murray Jelinski, and Kathy Larson are excellent examples because they're real practical. They'll, they'll result in real practical tools or information that producers can use to increase their efficiencies, reduce costs, or produce more. Sean Gibson is the Executive Director of Research for the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. The Global Institute for Food Security at the U of S has opened a precision agriculture laboratory in Saskatoon. The CEO of the Institute, Steve Webb, says the high-tech lab will help researchers improve crop and animal breeding to increase production on the farm. The Opal Lab, or the Omics and Precision Agricultural Lab, is a full-service lab that provides a one-stop shop for researchers and companies that are developing new products 
and technologies for farmers here in Western Canada. We're focused primarily around helping accelerate breeding and decision-making for uh, plant breeders, for helping companies develop new tools and technologies to enable better decision-making at the farm gate as well in terms of decisions on inputs, et cetera. So Opal's uh, state-of-the-art one of the only ones in Canada and one of only two in North America that offers these kinds of services. What did it cost? What did it cost? Well, there's an awful lot of hardware in there that is quite expensive related to the -the state-of-the-art sequencing equipment that we have, as well as the other tools and technologies. Again, I think the way I would look at it is not what did it cost, but what value it can create for both growers, but more importantly, catalyzing economic growth and development here for the province. This is a partnership between Ag Canada, NRC, and the university, and it was recognized that a facility like this is so expensive, no one institution of the three founders could afford to do it on their own. So by coming together and pooling both resources, expertise, and infrastructure, and using gifts as the uh, kind of go-to market delivery of the services, we've been able to create something that's really special and unique. Again, it's in the millions of dollars. The other thing that I would put a plug in is it's in a, it's in a brand new lab that will be the new laboratory and uh, uh, space for the Global Institute for Food Security at 421 Downey Road on the uh, innovation part of the UFS campus. Yeah, I understand it's through Agriculture Canada, the National Research Council, and the university. Tell me a little bit more about how farmers can benefit from this lab. Well, farmers can benefit indirectly right now from the lab because the most of our work has been involved with supporting uh, crop breeding efforts. So how do we accelerate breeding of new varieties of wheat, canola, pulses, to uh, enhance the uh, agronomic performance in the field. So how do we take time off of and allow breeders to make decisions faster and better? Because breeders are absolutely essential to bringing new technology to growers. So they'll see that benefit in new varieties that come out of the CDC, out of, you know, Ag Canada, out of companies that are that are also leveraging this technology platform. So that's the, the short-term area where they'll see impact. The other area that they'll see impact is a lot of the technology that is in Opal, particularly around the data analytics and data management, is also got to fit in the terms of uh, being able to scout fields, being able to look at uh, plant phenotypes, and again, see is there an issue that a farmer would need to intervene with, or a plant breeder, or an agronomist, and again, being able to identify and and, uh, work with other companies for the prescription of a solution to whatever problem that's there. Again, better decision-making for uh, for people in the field. I understand it can analyze virtually all genetic material on, on a large scale, and uh, it's been very helpful this past year when we had horrible outbreak of COVID-19. You've been put to use to help with that too. Well, our equipment was definitely the Saskatchewan Health Authority. We were very happy to be to be able to contribute some of the equipment. And again, I think one of the things that's exciting about our Opal Lab is we are using the state-of-the-art equipment that's used both in the human health field, in the agricultural field, and, you know, in the 
in the in the in the medicine field. So again, it's this represents how sophisticated agriculture is that our technology can fit in different business verticals. And again, we were very happy to contribute to help uh, with the scale up of testing early on in the COVID-19 crisis. Steve Webb is the CEO of the Global Institute for Food Security at the U of S in Saskatoon. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update brought to you by the Canola School. Get canola agronomic information when you need it on your smartphone, tablet, or laptop. Our library of timely agronomic information is free and available at canolaschool.com. Sean Haney here with realagriculture.com and Real Ag Radio on Rural Radio 147. I am joined right now by Doug Porter. He is Chief Economist at BMO. What do you think the biggest stress point is right now for the Bank of Canada? Obviously, they left rates where they were as expected last week. But what do you think is the real kind of stress point, the thing that they're really, really watching here right now? Oh, I think just like the rest of us, they're their biggest concern. You know, we, we can talk about all kinds of different economic concerns out there, but the reality is, is uh, you know, what uh, what the virus counts are, are doing and, you know, basically what the pandemic is doing is is the number one concern. You know, in, until uh, the health crisis passes, uh, it, it, it will be the biggest economic concern for, for both the Bank of Canada and, and the Finance Department. There's... Uh, you know there are there are concerns that inflation might come back a little bit. There are obviously concerns about the size of the budget deficit and you know protectionist measures by uh, by the U.S. potentially, but uh, the, the the virus really is uh, is by far and away the the biggest economic concern we're facing. And who knows? It may be the biggest economic concern that many of us face in our lifetime. Yeah, that's the, a the good point. Uh, you, you mentioned some of the protectionist measures. Uh, Coming out of the early days of the Biden administration, yesterday we heard about a Buy America campaign. There is talk about Canada lobbying for some carve-outs. What are your thoughts on this? You know, trade with the U.S. so, so important. We were so stressed out about the NAFTA renegotiations under former President Trump, and, and now we're, we're, it seems like kind of the, the same thread of thought uh, from the U.S., even though now there's a Democrat in power. It, it does. It does feel a bit like we're jumping from the frying pan into into the fire with this uh, new Buy American program, but I, I still believe that ultimately Canada will be in a in a better situation on on the trade front overall. Um, I would rather put up with uh, some moderate protectionism from uh, the U.S. rather than the wild uncertainty uh, we were dealing with in in the last couple of years. And you know, keep in mind we, you know, we do now have uh, the Cosma or the USMCA. Uh, fully signed and and done, and that uh, that does give us protection in a number of areas. And you know we have seen a Buy American program before out of the U.S. Of course, it was you know first put in place in in the Obama administration, and and yes, it was a strain on some industries. It's not an ideal world by by any stretch, um, but I do think Canada will get uh, will get some relief ultimately on on this front. And it's it's just a reality we're going to have to put up with. Um, you know the good news is. The Biden administration is also looking at spending a lot of money in uh, in the next couple of years, which I think will lead to um, to a pretty forceful recovery in in the U.S. And ultimately, I think that's that's very good news for uh, for Canadian industry. You know, like six months ago, nine months ago, early days of COVID, th- there was a lot of talk about the world really turning protectionist. You know, there, 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 obviously, a lot of that was being driven 
out of out of the U.S. and the Trump administration. But it, it seems like the, the attitude is sort of shifted here right now uh, that trade is going to happen. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of attention uh, on the climate right now as a part of that. But how do you feel about the attitude right now globally to trade as Canada is obviously very reliant on it from an economic perspective? I, th- I think there are some uh, dangers ahead on, on the trade front. I, th- I think, you know, anytime we've, uh, the global economy's come through a tough recession, you do have a, a period where countries do turn a little bit protectionist. But I think from a bigger picture, the, you know, with, with the global economy uh, coming back, um, you know, that, that will outweigh any, uh, most of the concerns on the protectionist front. It's, it's, it's interesting, you know, one area that may take a long time to get back to normal is, uh, you know, cross-border flows of people, um, you know, to what extent is the, is the tourism sector going to come back? That, that actually could be, you know, the, the, the area that takes the longest to recover. I think the flow of goods, I think, will actually come back relatively quickly. It's the flow of people in tourism, which uh, really could take a long time, understandably so. Um, I, I, do, I do get that, you know, a lot of people are, are aching to travel again, um, but I think that the health realities mean it's it's going to be a slow comeback. Not a good time to own an airline. <laughs> that, yeah, boy, I'll tell you what. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devon at 352-1866. Cloudy today, 30% chance of flurries. Wind southeast 30, the high minus 10, the low minus 12. Friday, mainly cloudy. Wind southeast 30, the high minus 8. Wind chill minus 22 in the morning and minus 15 in the afternoon, the low minus 13. Saturday, cloudy, the high minus 9, the low minus 15. Sunday, sunny, the high minus 7, the low minus 11. Monday, partly cloudy, the high minus 2, the low minus 10. Tuesday, cloudy, 60% chance of flurries, the high minus 6, the low minus 15. Wednesday, cloudy, 60% chance of flurries, the high minus 15. Normal high is minus 10, the normal low minus 22. The sun rose at 8.39 this morning. It sets at 5.44 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot is Cornac, south of Regina Moose Jaw, at minus 4, right near the U.S. border. And the cold spot, Hudson Bay, minus 20. Estevan, minus 14. Saskatoon, minus 13. Swift Current, minus 9. Yorkton, minus 16. Weyburn, minus 13. Regina, light snow and minus 12. That's 10 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the southeast at 30, gusting to 41 right now. Humidity is 84%. The barometer dropping 102.4. Sunny and Moose Jaw minus 10. Winds are from the southeast at 17. Once again, Regina light snow minus 12. That's 10 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. Hey everybody, it's Ted Creech here from Hill 70 Quantock Ranch of Lloydminster, Alberta. On the 6th of February of 2021, I'd like to invite everybody to our 51st annual Barn Burner Bull Sale starting at 12 noon. Now we'll sell approximately 400 bulls consisting of red and black Angus, horn and pulled Herefords, red and black Sim Angus, Charlay and red Balancer bulls, plus 100 bred and open commercial females to round out the day. Now don't be afraid to get in touch with us. Either call myself, Connor, or Bill at 1-800-665-7253. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. 
This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougall Auctioneers. McDougallAuctions.com And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer is just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems, expect the best. A panel discussion with three young cattle producers was part of the online Saskatchewan Beef Industry Conference yesterday. The topic was the challenges and the impact of COVID-19 on cattle operations. The participants were Holly Thompson from Kelleher, Garrett Poletz of Bigger, and Julie Mortensen from Nokomis. Thompson is a fourth-generation rancher with T2 land and cattle south of Kelleher. Holly is involved with the family operation even though she lives at Vanskoy with her fiancé. Thompson is also working off-farm with Sask Verified Beef Production. She says there were some adjustments last spring when prices fell sharply due to COVID issues at the two big beef packing plants in Alberta. There were important marketing and livestock price insurance decisions. We had decided to retain a bunch of market heifers while the yearling prices were uh, they weren't so great, so we ended up breeding a bunch of heifers instead. And then this ended up being in our advantage as we bred those heifers. Those prices actually had gone up, and we were able to sell a few, so that ended up being all right. We also invested in the WillPip program, so we ended up insuring all of our market animals, actually, and this worked out really well for us, and it ended up paying out as well. So that's a program that I would encourage other people to uh, consider in the future. Garrett Poletz lives in Bigger with his wife and three daughters. He drives about half an hour to his cow-calf operation and backgrounding feedlot. He says the situation is not as challenging now on the farm as it was last year. A year ago was really scary because we didn't know what COVID was or what it was going to happen or what, and you're like... Are these cows going to be worth worthless, you know, in three months from now? So you really had to, you know, just carry on as a very conservative way to how you're going to plan the farm. And then as it opened up and we see the prices are good and the packing plants made the adjustments. And we're more nervous then because we didn't know if the, the butt was going to fall out of the industry or not. And now that it's kind of worked its course, I think we're, we're good and with price insurance and little things like that. You can sure make yourself feel comfortable. It's not cheap, but it's at least, you know, you can make your payments and make a living. As for working conditions on the farm, COVID only resulted in some minor adjustments. We never really noticed it at the beginning. To tell you the truth, we were into a crazy calving season with brutal weather, so we were kind of on lockdown anyway. So we didn't really notice it too much. And then the summertime, things opened up, and we kind of just let things be. And now this fall, when things got a little stickier, really all we did at the farm, like all our truckers, I bring all our commodities in, probably four or five trucks a week. We just have a drop box out there kind of for them. Just keep it separate like that just to keep people safe and we just encourage our employees to uh, just be careful and you know just take care of yourself so you don't spread anything but so really other than our kids it's pretty sad to watch them put masks on and go out the door every morning but other than that that kind of bugs a guy mentally to have kids have to grow up like that but hopefully it's over soon and everyone can get going and get their sports going and get their their mental health going. Thompson says extra precautions are observed on their multi-generational farm. We have four full-time employees that we also have to ask them to keep to their own bubbles because each one of them have their own families. And it's one of those things, I I have my grandparents on the farm and uh, they're both in their 80s. So it's something that we is a large concern for us and, and want to really retain to keeping those bubbles to themselves as well. The third producer on the panel was Julie Mortensen from Nokomis. 
She and her husband have 250 head of commercial cow-calf pears, plus another 50 purebred pulled Herefords. They also have a 5,000-acre grain farm. Julie works as a veterinary receptionist at the Watrous Animal Hospital. She says many have adapted to online calls. I do think that there's some positives we can draw from the whole COVID situation. I think that uh, now more than ever, people are going to be looking at uh, affordable and convenient ways to feed their families. So I think that's where we can try and plug away at uh, beef is a good, nutritious, affordable option for people, especially hamburger, ground beef. Those are things that we can really push people to incorporate into their diet and easy for them to learn to cook at home. Looking ahead to the next few months, she says planning ahead is important for such items like feed supplies, colostrum, or Ivomec because there is some uncertainty about supply disruption from COVID-19. Julie Mortensen, along with Holly Thompson and Garrett Poletz, participated in a Young Producers panel yesterday during the online Saskatchewan Beef Industry Conference. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source, 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered, tough equipment on the market. And the REMAX Crown Realty Ag Team of Marcel DeCorby and Graham Toth. Online at landforsalesask.ca. Federal Agriculture Minister Marie-Claude Bebeau says it's time to talk about mental health and farm stress. She says there's been no shortage of stress on the farm this past year, and farming is a a seven-day-a-week job and farmers often feel isolated. She says mental health is not a taboo topic and encourages farmers to contact a friend, a neighbor, or distant relative to talk about life. She suggests using social media to break the stigma, saying every action counts. She says mental health is often discussed at conferences of professional associations in the agricultural sector. Bebo is inviting farmers and food sector workers to learn about Farm Credit Canada's Rooted in Strength initiative. It's designed to help access mental health resources in most rural areas. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source, 620 CKRM. Market Update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hall as Wealth. For more information or to book a free consultation, call 1-800-284-9999. And Nelson GM in Assiniboia and Avonlea. If you are a Costco member, get huge savings on current 2019 and 2020 SUVs right now. Viterra prices were showing some upward movement in early trading today. Canola rose 570 at 658.57. Yellow peas went up $8 at 367.89. Number one red spring wheat gained 231 at 272.32. The rest were unchanged. Durham 299.46. Feed barley 234.70. Flax 729.37. Lentils 602.50. Oats 229.53 and feed wheat 183.72. The Minneapolis spring wheat March futures are down eight and a quarter cents at 6.24 and a half cent a bushel. It's the livestock reports on the source 6.20 CKRM. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn 842-4574. We have two reports. First, from Assiniboia. Assiniboia Livestock had a sale on Wednesday, January 27th. It was a regular cow and bull sale. Prices have came up from a couple weeks ago. Heiferettes sold from 81 to a dollar. D1 to D2 cows sold for 70 cents to 80 cents. D3 cows sold from 60 cents to 70 cents. Counter cows sold from 50 cents to 60 cents. 
slaughter bulls sold from 90 to 104. This is Jordan Stevens with the market report for Cinnaboy Livestock. Now the latest from Yorkton. Good afternoon. This is the Yorkton Heartland Livestock Market Report for the week of January the 28th. A small run here due to the cold weather, but still managed to get 975 in the short, 225 cows and bulls, a total of 1,200 head for that day. Cows and bulls were three to four higher this week. D1, D2 cows, 69 to 74, sales to 77, 78. D3 cows, 59 to 69. Cows are averaging 72 and a quarter. Good bulls, 92 to a dollar. Sales to 103. The bulls are averaging 98.50. On to the pre-sort sale. These feeder cattle were selling higher to a very strong demand. Very good sale here yesterday. Some highlights on the steer side. Listen up. 400-pound steers, 265. 500-pounders, 241. 570-pound steers, 227. 650-pound steers, 213. My favorite pen, 710-pound tan steers, 193. 770 pound steers 185, 850 pound steers 176, and 950 pound red black exotic steers at 170. Onto the heifer side, 425 pound heifers 211, 500 pounders 204, 570 pound black heifers 194, 640 pound heifers 183, 700 pounders 172, and 780 pound heifers at 164. This Friday, January 29th, bread cow and heifer sale. Three herd dispersals, two herd reductions. We have top-end quality Hereford cows. We have a set of youthful black cows and tan and white heifers that are due in early February. And the latest Saskatchewan pork prices, 157.74 per CKG. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report. Navistar says it plans to start selling low-emission hydrogen-powered heavy trucks in about three years under a venture announced yesterday. The partnership with General Motors and a small distribution company called 1H2 is an early commercial deployment of the technology in U.S. long-haul trucking. Navistar hopes it will start widespread use of hydrogen electric trucks, which will reduce greenhouse gas emissions that come from burning diesel. GM will provide fuel cells for Navistar, while 1H2 will set up fueling stations either by trucking hydrogen to terminals or through small hydrogen generation units. CN says it will reinstate its guidance for 2021 and increase the company's dividend by 7% after seeing improved demand for freight in the last three months of 2020. The Montreal-based railway says its net income surged 17% in the fourth quarter to $1.02 billion. That's up from $873 million in the prior year. Adjusted profits for the three months ended December 31st were up 14% to $1.02 billion from $896 million in last year's quarter. Revenue increased 2% or $72 million to $3.66 billion. On the markets, North American stock markets climbed higher in late morning trading, rebounding from big losses yesterday while the loony edged lower. The TSX Composite Index was up 135 points at 17,559. In New York, the Dow Jones Industrial Average was up 533 points at 30,836. The Canadian dollar traded at 78.11 cents U.S. compared with 78.28 cents Wednesday. The March crude oil contract was down 18 cents at 52.67 a barrel. That's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Hill 70, Quantuck Ranch. The place to be for your next bull purchase. Mark the right date, February 6th. 
1-800-665-7253. Call 1-800-665-7253 anytime, any day. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, now starting after the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything ag. 620 CKRM. Hill 70 Quantock Ranch, where quality comes in quantity on the 6th of February of 2021. Be welcome to join us for our annual bull sale. 